to our latest episode of the podcast. Today I'm here talking to who am I talking to? Lorette. James, and together we are Lorette and James. So today I'm here talking to you, um, among other things, because you have a new, as I've discovered what it really means, EP out, mini which is like album. a mini album. Um, and really, I guess a lot of people feel they know you. I really want to talk today to see if we can go to the next level. Which you know, Go a little bit under the skin and see what's there. So really looking forward to the conversation. I think everyone will hopefully walk away knowing a little bit more than what I guess they see on stage. So yeah, let's get into it. See, actually, one of the things I want to talk to you about is that why did you come up with a name that is just your name? I know. Like, why didn't you come up with something ridiculous nah, nah, and nah, 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 nah. African we, or something? We wanted people to know us. Your name like is what creates your destination. Like, so what I'm Casey, you are. and this is Jojo. Together we are Casey <laughs> and Jojo. Is that seriously your inspiration? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we love Casey. We grew up listening to them. All this. my life. Yeah. I can't sing, so I shouldn't sing. Pray for but someone like you. <laughs> Some funny happened on the right when you met Jojo. Oh, did you meet him? I was like, oh my god, take me with you. What's going on with you guys? What are you up to? We just released a new EP. And uh, we'll go a couple of Explain shows. Explain to people who don't know what an EP is. An EP is an extended play. It's a semi-album. Okay. To give your audience a taste of what the full album would be like. So, true that. True that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good explanation. Okay. What's it called? Freedom. Why Freedom? Freedom, um, it's our first project. The rest of the project is pretty much talking about our stories from where we come from and what we did to get to this point of our life and just expressing the freedom that we found in this beautiful country. Okay. Yeah. Who wrote it? Uh, we both did. Talk me through that process. Was the, the writing process, process? Well, each, each song, it's a different process. Mm -hmm. For example, our very popular track, My Very Moment, we wrote that in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. So um, we had a meeting at Warner Records and then in the morning I got up and then I just started writing the song, and she came and I was like, "Oh, I like that song." And then we went from there, and then, and then we, and then uh, we thought about talking to our producer about the track, and that's how it happened. And the other songs, I'll bring up a song, I'll bring up a song in the morning and try and put some music to it, and then Laura will come and be like, "Okay, I fix this, I'll fix that," and then that's the song, okay. pretty much. Take me right to the beginning, cause I've known you to young people for quite a while before you were you know all these all that all that <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah tell me about Lorette and then tell me about James just give people a sense of like yeah. who you are as a as a human being apart from yeah music, like what is your what outside is, the music what is your backstory you know your basic okay like, so I I'm Congolese mm -hmm. I am from the Baluba tribe. I grew up in Zimbabwe, actually Zambia and Zimbabwe. Um, moved to Australia in 2005 as a refugee. Um, went to high school a year longer. Graduated in 2008. Uh, went to university at ACU. Graduated two months ago as counselor minor in psychology. Yeah. 
Okay. And when you're not doing music, what else do you do with your time? When I'm not doing music, I'm doing music. It's ridiculous, right? What do you mean by that? Like, I'm rehearsing, I'm planning shows, I'm contacting different people, and it just never stops. Sometimes I go on dates. <laughs> That's a whole other conversation. Okay. I hang out with different people, and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, well, what about you, James? I'm from Congo, born in Kinshasa. Uh, raised in Zambia and Zimbabwe. Came to Australia in 2005. Me and Laura were siblings. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know, like when, when we were older. young, we would tell people that we're siblings, they would believe it. But now they'd be like, are you guys dating because we're old? And it's like, no, no, we don't. On so many bad levels, no. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Yeronga State High School. Shout out to Yeronga. Love you. <laughs> yes. Um, made, a, made a lot of history there, playing basketball, drama. Shout out to Miss Hutchins. Love you, Miss. And Miss Nastasi. Yes. And, um, and um, I graduated from Yeronga in 2010. Um, studied audio engineering at SAE, learning how to be a music producer. And I love songwriting. Songwriting is my passion. I see myself doing that for the rest of my life. Nothing makes me happy like hearing someone loving your song on the radio, calling you and saying that, oh, that song you wrote is amazing. And then you sit back and be like, I wrote this song in my room and it's just touching somebody around the world. And I don't know, that feeling is incredible. And I love that. Now I'm currently doing Bachelor of Entertainment Industry. I'm interested in doing... um, and getting into the music industry by publishing music to airlines, to stadiums, uh, different companies. Yeah, I only got a year to go, and this is my final year. So excited. For you, the passion is in the songwriting. Uh, Definitely. Songwriting is what I love to do. Okay. What about you? Where is the passion? Songwriting as well, and managing the band, and creating, and actually creating and producing events. Now I'm getting into managing artists as well, and it's just exciting. Yeah. Okay, now I remember, uh, obviously you've always been, like when I first met you, you sang in the song, um, in the church yeah. choir. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for as long as I've known you guys, music has been a huge part of your lives. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with you, um, it might have been like maybe five, six, seven years ago, and mm-hmm. you, I said, what do you want to do? And you said you wanted to be a gospel singer. That was yeah. the passion. I don't know if you remember, but I remember. Jesus. So a long time ago. Two things, I guess. Where has your transition come from? Because obviously you're looking to do more pop and R&B versus gospel. Talk me through mm-hmm. that transition. I think as a young person, you're more likely to do the things that look simple for you. But we were so young, and I think church is all that we were doing. We were not exposed to, you know, to R&B, pop, and, you know, the business side of things. But now we're more aware, and we're, we're, not, we're actually finding ourselves and what we really like to do and so it's not like we're not doing gospel but if you hear our music is really gospel orientated it's very inspirational motivating you know uplifting and that's how we want to do our music because really 
we want to wake up in the morning hearing someone say someone saying that your songs have uplifted me when I was going through trials and I when we hear that we feel like we're actually serving a bigger purpose than ourselves so yeah that's how we've transitioned ourselves okay yeah how long have you been at this for how long have you been trying to be in fact like a professional act so we we decided to become a band in 2010 cuz i was always in church and james was always working out. he was always out working with different artists and writing songs for different artists i didn't really like acknowledge his talent until he took me to the studio and he wrote a song breaking walls part 2 that's when i started believing that hey my brother is a real deal yeah. so he actually got me into the music cuz i was just in church and that's all i wanted to do but he actually paved the way for me to see what i was missing out okay yeah. you still in church pretty much i'm still in church yeah. serving actually it's not I mean, like i've left church at the end of the day she was um well, she was a, she was a girl serving in church and i took her You took her out. <laughs> I took her. I didn't take her out. Do you can still go to church and serve in your local church, but the message with the songs is still the same. It's just a business model mm-hmm. that has changed. Um when we we still write songs to touch people's souls and by the business and where we perform at the festivals and other like we just rubbing shoulders with mainstream more. than just being at a local church and stuff like that. Yeah, and we're trying to diversify ourselves. Really, we just don't want to be in the box. No. We we want to be outside the box and actually like serve everybody. One of the reasons I remember this conversation is I generally walked away from that thinking gospel are they really going to make it especially in australia mm. so did you actually try to be gospel singers and then realize there kind of wasn't a market for it or did you already go before we were even going to go down that path this is not for us for me i was always into gospel i was going to do gospel but i felt like i wanted to dream bigger and i wouldn't say people in gospel they don't dream bigger I wanted to get into the music business, into the song into into the songwriting business, into the publishing business, working with different companies because there's more to music than what we hear or what we see. There's a lot more. You know, I wanted to I wanted to get into that. There's also factors that come into play as well. As young artists, you know, we don't as young Christian artists, we don't have record labels or independent record labels that will be able to take you or different companies in the in the places where we are. I want to get back yeah. to your um I guess to your your music career. So you've been at it now for what 6 years? Yeah. 2 years ago now nearly 2 years ago you kind of did we, your first official kind launch, of launch. Yeah, yeah. You've been performing. Yeah. yeah. And I know that conversation some of the conversations I've had with you privately so you know yeah. I'll tell the whole world. <laughs> It's been I guess around your frustrations that yeah. you're n- not making it. Yeah. Oh, I guess you said two things. You're not making it, but also you feel like you're not being given the opportunity to make it. Yeah. What what do you mean by that? Um cuz you know what? As a young woman um in this industry, I am I am learning every day. And also I'm learning that success doesn't come so quickly. You know, it takes time and while you're you're working you have to trust your progress so i've been impatient sometimes you know i've been very 
um, desperate to make it. Um, I've been very depressed or, um, I mean, it comes, you know, making it comes with a lot of pressure, you know. And so, but one thing I'm learning is that I have to be, I mean, I have to be patient and I have to mature, I have to grow and understand the business side of things. And with that comes being responsible, mm -hmm. you know. We, you know what, back in the day, I wanted us to get signed mm -hmm. because I thought getting signed was everything. But now I don't think so anymore. Something has shifted. You know, I don't want, I'm now understanding the record labels and their business. You know, the Warner Brothers, when they sign you, you're working for them. Like right now, for our EP, we funded half of it, and half of it was funded by the, 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 um, the Arts Queensland. But if we gave the EP to, let's say, Warner Brothers, we wouldn't own a thing. Okay, they would own everything because they're funding it. You see, so and you see the big name on 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 the songs that we've written. You see, you don't you are just working. They are they own the rights to those songs. So after knowing that, I'm like, screw it. Don't want to get signed by anybody. I want to own my creativity. I work so hard for this, and I don't want to get signed. And I want to I want to like we're in the pro in the process where we want to create our own record label. Like, I feel like before we were lazy. We just wanted somebody to do a job. But now, no, we're actually doing the hard work and we're going to get to it. Fame may not come today, but I believe in the next 10 years we're going to be bigger. Right. <laughs> Safely walking out. <laughs> now, now I'm getting it. It took time. But yeah. um, looking at the whole thing about making it or not making it, but looking at what we've done in the past, mm -hmm. we've, we've played at... You know, hit one of five, done Woodford Brisbane Festival. That was and last like, year. Last year, but even before that, you know, we've had records played on the radio and everything. So for 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 a young, you know, upcoming African duo in Australia in Brisbane, where the music scene is a little bit of a struggle, mm. we're doing okay, mm. and we've realized that we don't have to after performing at all these different festivals and doing all kinds of things in the, music in, in the music industry as independent artists. We're, we've, we've come to a realization that we don't need to knock on someone's door to give us an opportunity. We can make it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that realization has changed a lot of things for us at the moment. Mm -hmm. And we're in a place where we can make things, we can produce things mm -hmm. and call the shots. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that sounds very good. What is the plan to get there? Well, so far we have this big, big festival that we're organizing. It's called Loud Fest. We're getting artists from Triple J. We're getting local artists from Brisbane. That's one, um, one show that we are producing at the moment, and we believe that's going to be successful because we're getting a lot of big, um, big venues part of coming to join us. So this is something you've initiated yourselves? Or are you this, working in partnership? This is something that we produced. Okay. So when you say produce, what does that mean? We created the event and we are booking artists. And we're paying them. We're paying artists. And so you are the boss. We are the boss. <laughs> yep. And we're pretty much running this show. Okay. So when is it? 
This is going to be in October, but the date, we're waiting on venues to respond at the moment. But keep, we'll keep everyone posted on our Facebook page. Okay. That's, another, that's one thing. Another thing is we just trying to go hard out with the radios, eh? Just putting a lot of music out there. See what happens? It's not seeing what happened. We know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, we get a lot of people listening to our music. Okay. And we're going to create a lot of content. This is just the beginning. Just putting more content out there okay. and performing as much as we can because we love to perform. Mm. And the more artists perform, that's, that's how we make a living and that's how we become successful. Okay. It's not really about success. It's about constantly doing something that makes you happy all the time and you're growing. So. Okay. Well, then I want to get to that word because, and playing a bit of devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. I guess for you guys, and to use like a business term, what does success look like? And it doesn't have to be, I guess everyone defines their success differently. Mm-hmm. Most people will think of artists or musicians and go, I guess, unless you're, you know, unless you're performing at Lane Park or, or doing like, I don't know, the pre-entertainment at the football or something, the grand final football, mm-hmm. whatever the equivalent is around the world, you haven't made it. But for you, what does success look like? Because it's different for everyone. Okay, I will, I will break it down. So being an artist, you have to understand that it's going to be a roller coaster. Today you're up, tomorrow you're down. And that's the one thing that took us time to understand. Success as an artist, it will, it will take 20 years, 30 years for you to actually be recognized. It will take time. But you taking baby steps, that's, that's what I would call success. You're actually like, you're in the doing. You're constantly doing stuff. And the more you do stuff, the more people are getting to know who you are. And the minute they start recognizing you, that is success. There's the minute they start acknowledging you, that is success. Don't overlook those little things. And when you perform, everywhere you perform, that is your success. Because as an artist, you need to do the worst show first. Get rid of them. Then you're going to be on big stage. I mean, you're in the light. You've done your job. But in the meantime, just do what you need to do. Get rid of all the bad shows where you have five people turning up, ten 15, it's all part of getting to your your big moment. When you become bigger, you won't remember the little things that really mattered to you. So right now, we're acknowledging everything, whereas before, we used to hate it. But now I'm understanding. I need to acknowledge where God has put me with the people that he has given me. He has trusted me with them. I need to be the best so he will trust me with bigger things. So you, so I guess you will say that for you, you feel like you are successful now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wonder then if for you, is your personal success? Do you think that is the same as what the rest of us sitting back look at? No, no. You would call me successful when you, when you see me host maybe million or a hundred thousand people. You then you're like, God, Lauren and James are successful. That's what you would call, you know, the limelight, the fame. That's what people would call success. Mm-hmm. But for me now, I know I'm going to get there, but I'm not going to worry until I get there. I'm going to celebrate these little moments mm-hmm. for now. Okay. 
For some musicians, they might go, you know, when I'm playing in, I don't know, Wembley Stadium and I fill it out. When I, The day I booked my first sold-out show in Wembley Stadium, that's when I knew I've made it. Because in my head, that's what I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Do you have this one thing for you? And I might ask you, James, like, is that the dream you have that for you is like your little tangible, we've officially made it? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> that is just having a... F- catalog of music playing around the world on the radio mm-hmm. and like you know people coming to the show and even singing every word that's when you know you made it so the day you're sort of in a packed stadium or it's not packed hall? it's just people responding to your lyrics or people you know loving the day that people would, would sing your lyrics out loud I mean it has happened before but you know that day, that's when I'll say success, but that's still a process, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Like, so when people have... when people really respond to your music, that's success to me. So, do you feel like people respond to your music now? People do respond to my music as a songwriter. And I, I, for me, I feel like it's not enough. I, I still have a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess what I'm trying to get to is, uh, I don't know a lot about the music industry at all. Yeah. Um, the the people who would only ever become like a wedding band, right? Yeah. And that you can actually make a decent living out of that. Yeah. But I guess they haven't read they, they haven't read the heights of I don't know Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Then they are the ones who will become really well known within let's say Brisbane or Queensland or Australia. But are never going to be some well known band around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are the people who will be well known let's say within the African community or the multicultural community, but mm-hmm. may never even go beyond that, may never mm-hmm. go mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you, yeah. in 50 years' time, when you go, we're going to retire. Yeah. Or whenever you retire. Time. Are you going to be disappointed if you are the world's, you are the best known band in the African community, mm. but not, not beyond that? I love what you're talking about. I think to me, you know, the love, you know, we know yeah. that success is these little increments and in every step is a success. We need to achieve it. But be honest with me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, was, be, what is the, I will be honest with you. I mean, with, with our music, we want to be international band. I mean, international duos. We want to be, we want to reach there, but we don't want to make it a goal where it is a goal, but we will get there, but it's it's not really like getting there first. It's really like, what are you doing now to get there? What goals have you put in place to be the, the, the international artist? So at the moment, we're working towards that. Mm-hmm. Like, we want to end up being the, you know, international artist. And we're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. And if, okay, honestly, mm. honestly, honestly... When you're in your deepest, darkest, when you're by yourself in the room, do you really believe you will get there? Yes. Not because I don't, no, I'm not saying like, not because I don't believe I will, but I'm always constantly wanting to know yeah. when people have these great dreams, yeah. they secretly think maybe I'm going to make it, but I need to make, so if you say it enough, it will come, but deep down inside I have doubt. So do you honestly believe it will happen or do you, do you go, mm, as maybe real, we'll, I'll be honest with you, as real human beings, mm-hmm. we have doubts, mm-hmm. okay? We have competitors. Okay, but one thing I've realized is that I'm gonna go into spiritualism right now. So that's a whole other topic. No, 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 no. Because we're, we're, be I'm not preaching. I'm just saying that as real human beings, we have doubts, we have challenges, 
we have low self-esteem, we have all of that, right? But you have to understand that God has called you here on earth for a reason. If I didn't have a purpose, if we didn't, if my band did not have a purpose, we wouldn't have been here. We're here because we have a purpose and we're trying to bring the best out of that purpose and we're working. And when we stop working, that's when we die. Like we're not going to get to that international artist. But at the moment, we're working and we're going to get there because we believe God has put us here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, so I, because of God, I believe we're going to be. Okay. I'll get back to, for you, the music. Mm. Why do you love music? What do you get out of it? Um, coming back to that question with the, the whole superstar thing, uh, when we go writing music and we go perform, we don't have that in mind. Really? No, don't honestly. You, hold on. Don't you secretly <laughs> dream that I'm going to write a song and either I'm going to make it number one or maybe, I don't know, a really well-known artist will make it number one. And as you say to you, it's like when a song comes on and we all start singing it, don't you actually, like, this is what I, the question is asking. Yeah, but you know the thing, like, yeah. the thing is, when, when we write songs, there's a song that I wrote called Breaking Walls, yeah. Like that song went to be successful with the radios and everything, but I, I didn't write it. I didn't write that song with that with, with any intention of it being that great. So whenever you're doing music, you can never. If you're going with that mindset, it'll never work. You just have to be consistent with what you're doing, and be faithful to your talent, and then the rest will. Well, yeah. like, like, every, like every human being, we do, but it's not like, you know, every song I have to write, it has to be, or everything I do, it has to be like that. No, we're just natural with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, on what you're saying, like, if you look at my very moment, we didn't know that it was going to touch people. Mm-hmm. Breaking Walls, part two, that was like my first song I've ever recorded in the studio. And at the time I was, what, 19? And I didn't know that it was going to touch people. I mean, James wrote that song. So, I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you just have to do what you need to do. And the outcome of it is none of your business. That's one thing I'm understanding with music is that I'll be just in the kitchen and a melody just comes in. And I'll start adding songs here and there. And I'm like, yo, what do you think? Because oh, that's a catchy melody. Let's put this words. Let's say. And you don't have the intention. It's just pure creativity. And it's now up to the people. <laughs> they decide how it affects them. I'll probably get back to my question then. What is the joy you get out of music? Let me tell you a story. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've worked for the Brisbane City Council, you know, I've worked for events and everything, and they'll give you a really good paycheck. Mm-hmm. But nothing makes me more happy than a check that I get for songwriting. Even if it's a little bit less? Even if it's a little bit less. And I try and ask, the same, ask myself that same question, mm-hmm. and I never find the answer to it. Mm-hmm. One will come big, one will come small, but then... The one for songwriting, even if it's more, the joy I get, mm. it's out of this world. And what is that joy like? It's almost like it's like I'm serving like? my purpose. Yeah. Yeah, this is what I was born to do. Um, this is what I live for. If, if this was the last thing that I do before I die, I would die a happy man. Mm-hmm. That feeling. 
Like, if this was the end of everything, just give me, just give me a paper, a guitar, let me record that song, and let me write it to my best ability and let the people hear it. I'll be, I'll be more Why happy. With <laughs> <laughs> I'll be more happy. So that's, um, that's, that's, that's why I do music. Okay. That feeling okay. that I'll never get from anything else. Okay. What about you? I do music because it's really what comes out of me. Where I feel like I am me is when I'm singing, when I'm writing, when I'm on stage performing and sweating. That's when I'm most happy. And if I die today, I know I've left an EP for people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, I asked you the question before and you said when I'm not doing music, I'm doing music. Yeah. But surely, when you want a break from music, what else do you do with yourselves? That's, no. See, that's, know, we example, have a problem already, me and James. You like, don't have anything else you do? No, because no, James gets... Like wait, wait, wait. I mean, James, sometimes when I come home, it's like, don't you have anything to talk about? Don't you have anything else to talk about than the, the, the music mm. business? I'm like, what do you want us to talk about? Like, being a brother and sister, I'm like... I ain't got no time for that. The EP is out. Go get it on iTunes. You can just tap in Lord and James Freedom. Yeah, go support. Do you think seriously most people, certainly at like even 30, yeah. know what an EP is? Or is it something music people say to make it sound It's a music people. Like, go get the album, the, like, al- the mini album. Go get the album. It's on iTunes. Yeah. Why a mini one? I, why not a full one? Well, for... for for independent artist and just I say maybe if it's your if it's your first project, mm. that's how you do it. It's that's how you do it. Okay. For sometimes you might not have enough money to produce it. For us, an EP was the best option, but we got some big names that worked on it too. Mm-hmm. You know, we had um, a guy called Leon who has done who has mastered for Rihanna, uh, for Maroon Five. The list goes on and on. Probably the next hit on the radio, he probably mastered it. So he put his hands on the, on our records. He had a hand of a musical god on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he put his hard work on it. And um, it, was, it was nice of that 301 studio to, um, to work on the EP. I'll actually come back and do one. I have a final question, but before I get to that, do you think you will ever be seen, even within Brisbane, right? Like, let's say you hit it big in Brisbane and nowhere else. Mm. But even within Brisbane, do you think you'll ever be seen as a pop duo act instead of an African duo? Uh, and does that bother you? If you hear our music, it's not Afro-pop. Mm. Our music is R&B, soul, pop. If you hear Champion, it is pop. If you hear my very moment, it's R&B soul. Right. The rest actually R&B soul. So we're, we don't fit in in the African pop music. We don't. We're not. We're, that's yeah, not the way. Also, another thing to think about, the Afro pop, the way it's called, it's a new thing mm-hmm. that just came. But if you listen to guys like Yusundu, uh, Olive Mtukuzi, and, you know, uh, we call it Loka Kanza, and all this really big... African artists, they do soul music. It's the music that we grew up listening to, like all the ushers and, you know, everybody. It's a mixture of everything. Mm-hmm. As in, when you mean African artists, as in, like, the image that we portray, or maybe, or 
if you're talking about the sound, the sound is totally different. No, I meant more around. I guess the question I was trying to get to is, we don't even fit in. Well, what do you mean by that? Like in the African community, they're like, "What's what music do you do?" Whereas R and B, R and B, I thought you guys were doing Afro pop. So okay, you feel like musically you kind of don't fit into the African community. We right? don't. No, okay. we, we. But we on don't. the other hand, I guess the question I'm asking you is that. Every time, and maybe it's because of the events I go to, and I may not have been to any of your other um, gigs, right? But every time I've seen you guys perform, it's either performing within an African or multicultural context. Do you guys perform at, and I can't think off the top of my head, but would you perform at like a, an event that has nothing to do with multiculturalism or Africans Which or diversity, but it's simply like a very mainstream event? Yeah. Would we've, you, do we've, you, we've done a few of those. And um, then the next one that we're doing, it's totally, mm-hmm. you know, has nothing to do with, with community or anything like that. So that's where we're kind of like heading into. Final question. What is something in the community mm. that's making you happy? Futures, sure. Prize fighter. Yeah. I mean, being nominated five times at the Help Men Award. Come on. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Don't worry, very impressive. <laughs> Looking at Pacharo. Mm-hmm what he's doing. Look, I'm really, really proud of our Brisbane community, the African especially, because we're finally, finally creating our own platforms. Siala! Siala, I'm really proud of Konsana and his team and what and, they're um, doing. The African entrepreneurs. African entrepreneurs. We have designers like Manessa. Look, I'm Mao, really... Mao, the Congolese designer. Oh, Mao, the Congolese designer, actually designed what I'm wearing right now. Uh, I'm really, really, to be honest, overall, I'm really proud of Africans who are really stepping out and creating platforms to actually accommodate different people. They're voicing out different concerns, and I'm really proud. And I can't wait to see more. I'm proud to see more young people are actually, like, in the doing. They're deciding to work hard and to be seen and to portray the best image of Africans in Queensland, in Australia. What else? I'm, 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 I'm happy to see many more artists to come out of this because it's not fun just, just being Lauren and James. It's actually fun seeing other people coming out so we can create this big organization of artists doing big things. So I, I'm impressed. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Now, um, make sure you follow African Australian Story on our website, which is africanaustralianstory.com. Across social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you will find us at African Oz Story. That's African OZ Story. If you found us on hopefully iTunes or SoundCloud, but especially on iTunes, please take the time to go and rate us and review us. That will help other people find us and give us some feedback. And if you do have any feedback you'd like to email to us, please do so. We'd really like to hear from you. Um, normally, our in and out music is by Russell Street Music, but because we're interviewing Lorette and James today, uh, in and out music is going to be by Lorette and James. What song are we going to be playing them out on? Uh, the song is called Freedom. Mm-hmm. It's an original track that me and Lorette wrote, and we arranged this one. And it's one of our fans' favorite track right now. So thank you so much, Lorette and James. 
Loretta and James. Yeah. And enjoy their new song, Freedom. Bye. Thanks. Say the love, say the love. Sing them out, sing them out. Bye bye. Testify